Welcome to our last show of the season. Today we'll chat with co-MVPs Austin Meadows and Charlie Morton, visit with top rookie Brandon Lau, plus Kevin Kiermeyer for his recognition as the Paul C. Smith Champion Award. We'll also discuss a terrific year with GM Eric Neander and chat with the minor league award winners honored this week. Welcome back to This Week in Rays Baseball. I'm Neil Solons. You know, for a first full season of the majors, you really couldn't ask for more from Austin Meadows. 32 homers, 88 runs batted in, and more than a 900 OPS before he hit number 33 yesterday. And back on Tuesday, I asked Austin what he thought when he found out he was a team co-MVP. It meant a lot. Um, We have a lot of really, really good players um, on this team, and just being able to share it with with Charlie. You know, Charlie's been in in the league a long time, and he's got that experience. He's unbelievable talent, and being able to share that with him at the top, um... It's, uh, it's pretty amazing. Um, I know a lot of other guys could have won this award. Um, a lot of guys contributed really really good to this team. So um, I'm, just, I'm just honored to you know, represent it and, and, and win it. You went to him or went with him to the All-Star game for the first time, and then you come back, in essence, at the end with the MVP. That's got to be special, too, because you've known him for a bit. Right, yeah. Yeah, we go back with the Pirates a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just to... Kind of it comes full circle. Um, All star game and winning this award together. Um, it's it's been it's been great. Um, being able to play with him alongside is every time he goes out there and pitches. It's so much fun to be out there watching him pitch and dominate um, each and every time he goes out there. So we're just lucky to have him on our side. Would a co MVP award mean more if this team gets to the postseason? Would it for you? I think um, you know. I think our goal obviously is to get into the playoffs and. You know, obviously we have these next five games to really focus on, and obviously winning an MVP award is is a plus. But for me, all of our, I think Charlie will say the same thing. All of our focus right now is, uh, you know, is to win these next five games and get into the playoffs. So, um, would it mean more? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously getting to the playoffs would be would be a that's a that's a lot bigger deal. <laughs> in what did this mean to your family too? Uh, because I know how much pride they have in you. They were really excited. They were really excited. Um, you know, my mom and dad, they've. They've been there all the, you know, my whole life, um, ever since I was a little kid, starting baseball at three years old, and you know, up until now. So, they're my biggest supporters, and um, being able to share that, share winning the award to them, it's um, it was a really special moment. And for you this season, what do you think has allowed you to have the kind of success you've had in terms of you personally and maybe the environment? Yeah, I was going to say just the environment. Um, coming over here last year, just being welcomed, and it feels like I've been here. A lot more than one year, you know, um, just being welcomed by these guys and just, it just seems like just the pressure that's taken off each and every day. We just go out and have fun. Um, and that's kind of what's helped me perform at my best. And I'm just lucky to be able to be a part of this team each and every day. Um, I'm glad that I'm able to go out there and help the team. And me getting a chance to play each and every um, every single day um, has really helped me, you know, perform at my best. And, you know, I'm, I'm blessed I'm healthy and it's been a, it's been a really good year. Since you touched on health, um, you've played obviously a lot more this year than you have in the past. How have you felt and how much has the medical staff here helped because they have a great reputation? Yeah, I, I felt great. The medical staff here is unbelievable. From Joe all the way down, you know, all the assistants, everyone in there, they they are always there for you. Um, you tell them something's acting up, they're, they're all over it and you're feeling better the next day. So they've been, um, they've been unbelievable and, you know, I've very, very, very lucky to, you know, be in there. Um, obviously being treated by those guys each and every day. And um, But, yeah, the body feels really good. Obviously it's September now and late September. Hopefully we get a lot more baseball in. But 
I thought I would feel a little bit worse, honestly, but I feel pretty good. Um, obviously, the winning helps, and being in this environment, wanting to come to the field every single day, um, my body, my body feels pretty good. Is there anything you've learned about yourself that hey, maybe I'll do something a little differently next year now having gone through this? Um, are you talking about just health-wise? Yeah, yeah, yeah or body-wise. Hey, I want to work on this so that I'll even feel that much better in September. Yeah, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think it's been a pretty good year from the health side of things. Obviously, with a, with a thumb injury, with, that was kind of a freak accident. But I've been taking care of myself each and every day, uh, whether it's with the trainers or on my own. And um, my body's feeling pretty good. So I think next year we'll stick to the same program and the years after that to come. And is there a moment or two that sticks out for you in terms of what's been special on or off the field this season? Man, there's been a lot of special moments. Um, I think the other day in L.A. getting that home run to, you know, obviously these are the most important games of the year right now. So, I mean, every game is important. But, you know, right now when it's come down to the wire and being able to deliver that home run late, late in the game, that was a big moment. The, the home run off early in the, the first opening day was pretty cool too. So, you know, it feels like opening day was forever ago. But um, as of late, you know, I think a lot of things, good things have been happening. A lot of guys are playing really good baseball. So we're going to hopefully continue to keep it going and, you know, create some more good memories. That is Austin Meadows, who again shared the Rays MVP honors with Charlie Morton, and it's the first time in franchise history that honor has been shared. And for Charlie, I asked where this is ranked in terms of his career accomplishments. I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to even compare that. Um, like I, I knew that last year the the Houston chapter gave me the the, the Daryl Kyle Good Guy Award. You know, like that 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 kind of stuff because. When the local writers, when they vote on these kinds of things, I don't know. I think there's a, it's like a, it's nice to be acknowledged by the people that are probably paying the closest attention to you and what the team's doing outside of the team itself. I think that makes it special. I mean, I feel like, I've thrown the ball well this year. Like I feel like when you know when it's my turn to pitch, I feel like for the most part I've done a pretty good job. Um, also, I've been able to stay healthy this year, and that's not that's not a result of um, me working harder than I have been before or something like that. A lot of it is because the med staff here has done a, a really good job. Um, we've been Kyle's done a really good job with managing workload and bullpens and just a, a little bit the, the the method has been a, has changed a little bit maybe working a little smarter not necessarily harder but overall i feel like i've contributed contributed to this team so you know having the local chapter you know it's, give me credit for that um, and acknowledging that it's it's an honor you know so and then as i you know i touched on um the fact that they've never, they haven't done that before, 22 years, and they've never given it to, to two people. It's like, that's pretty cool, you know, to be able to share it with one of your teammates. And with a teammate that you got to go to the All-Star game with mm-hmm. and you knew prior, I mean, does it kind of almost symbolize the fact that it was shared, what this kind of group is like this year? Yeah, well, I would say that the, you know, when we got we got back from the All-Star game, you know, um, we got this little thing together for the guys that weren't able to go, and um, just kind of an acknowledgement of what it requ- what it takes for guys to get to the All Star game, or what it takes for a, for a guy to have a, a good enough season where he's 
he's been labeled as a, a major contributor. And it's not just the, the individual that that performed, that went out and, and performed. It, it's a result of um, your teammates and the coaching staff and the medical staff. You know, and even the, the guys that are responsible for bringing you in to this team in the first place. Um, so there's um, there are a lot of hands involved in creating success on a team and it, it, for individual success. So, you know, these individual accolades, like, I, I, are just a lot of result, the result of collective effort. So, it's like, we're doing all right. <laughs> we're doing all right. In context, how much have you enjoyed this year, this group? Obviously, getting to the postseason will probably make it a little more enjoyable, but how much have you enjoyed this first year here? I couldn't have asked for a better experience, you know, from my first interaction with Matt and Eric, meeting Stu, Heim, James that's been in here a lot, um, and meeting Cashy and Kyle um, to today. It's like it's been... It's been nothing more than nothing short of awesome. I mean, the guys in here, my teammates, the, the med staff, um, our clubhouse staff. Um, the fact that I live 40-something miles away and it takes me 45 minutes to get to the trop, it takes me 55 minutes to get to spring training. Yeah, it's like I, I couldn't imagine a better scenario for – you know, me and my family, just that the situation is tremendous. So I feel I feel blessed and lucky. You know, I just, I, I really can't believe that it worked out. And it was pretty easy, you know, going into the off season, it was actually pretty easy. The, they contacted us pretty early and maintained a dialogue into the winter meetings and then made a really strong offer, and uh, here we are. So I'm really, really thankful. Charlie Morton certainly deserving of his honor, collecting a career high in innings pitch, starts and strikeouts, all at the age of 35 and was certainly worthy of team co-MVP honors. That said, the race had plenty of contributors to get this group to 96 wins now, and 19 of those contributors were rookies, including the team's top rookie, Brandon Lau. It's incredible uh, just looking around and seeing you know, the talent that we have on the team, especially the young guys that have you know just made their debut this year. Uh, you know, trying to make an impact on the team, and it's, it's incredible just, you know, how much a lot of the guys have done, and it's, it's, it's pretty incredible to, you know, walk away with the award. What's the best part about being part of a group that is so young and has accomplished so much in a short period of time? It's, you know, you, you mold so easily. You know, you're, you're all the same age, you have the same interests, and it, it's easy easy to, you know, get close and become friends and, you know, really root for each other to, you know, do really well. What are you proudest of during this season? How we've, you know, kept kept up so well with, you know, all the injuries that we've had. You know, it's it's been a tough season with, you know, some of our guys going down and, you know, seeing the resilience in the team to, you know, keep playing great baseball and keep winning games, it's, it's been a lot of fun. How about individually? Coming back after this injury, it, uh, it's, a, it's a nice milestone for me. You know, it, it would have been nice to be healthy the whole year, but, you know, it just wasn't in the cards for me this year, so... You know, hopefully, you know, come back and help the team and and the for the rest of the season and hopefully postseason. What'd you learn this year 
because this was a first, a first full year. Yeah, it's you know I, it's more I learned a lot last year. You know, this year is more of just uh, you know really emphasizing what I learned last year. And you know, it's you know baseball's a tough game. <laughs> you got to go day by day and not worry about what happened the day before. Or, you know what can happen, and you know that was something big that I learned uh, the past you know few months. And regarding the injury, what did you learn about yourself? I know you've been through it before, but this is probably a little different situation in the past. Uh, it, it, this, these injuries were a little bit easier to come back from than you know what I'd had before. So th- these couple injuries weren't anything that was very uh, impactful to me or anything like that. It was just you know getting through another injury that happened. And I guess I'm thinking more of at the big league level, you probably put expectations in more weight versus maybe at the college level, you're in a different point in your life, too, where now it's a profession. Was it any different from that regard? No, it's all been been the same. You know, I've always expected the best out of myself and always wanted to be back fast and healthy and, you know, do whatever I can to, you know, help myself become a better baseball player in, in in any way that I can. And that's just kind of been how I've been for you know, as long as I can remember. I know you're pretty even keel, but considering what you accomplished in the first half, did you? How often did you think about what might have been if you were available for the whole year? It was there. You know, you, you see the stuff on Twitter and you know stuff that kind of gets brought up. But you know, it's no use worrying about it now. You know, there's no use worrying about it then, and you know, just come out and play baseball. And that's exactly what Brandon Lau did. He might have been the AL Rookie of the Year had he not been injured, but he certainly made plenty of contributions to this club this year. Now, coming up on This Week in Race Baseball, Senior VP and GM Eric Neander on what certainly has been a standout season. You're listening to the Race Baseball Network. We continue on This Week in Race Baseball, and joining us now, Senior VP and GM Eric Neander. And, Eric, as we sit here with two games to go, how proud are you as to what this group has accomplished, and why do you think this group has been this successful? Uh, incredibly proud. Um, it's the the persistency of this group. It's it just just an inspiring bunch, you know. To to have used, if I'm not mistaken, 57 players <laughs> this year uh, in this division, especially. I mean, just just a remarkable achievement. And and there's still work ahead of us. There's still goals ahead of us that we haven't reached, um, but just so much to be proud of and, and, and getting to this point with this many wins. Um, it's, a, it's a talented group, but it's a driven group, and, and they really click together. Last year when this team got to 90, you thought they did more than you might have thought. Did this group do more than you would have thought, considering everything that took place? The injuries even now to Snell, Chirinos, and Glassnow, um, Alvarado's tough season, on and on and on. Yeah, I... I Yes and no. Um, not a not a simple answer. I think I think to that, I, we we had a lot of confidence not only in you know wherever our twenty five man roster, you know what that looked like when we broke camp, but the, the depth behind it and some of the youth uh, that was coming up through our system as well. And um, you know, guys guys stepped up all year, but the guys that came in that stepped up uh, and and contributed and kept us afloat as we lost guys. Uh, I, I don't know if. Too many of the individual performances were, in fact, a surprise. Um, this is this is a really talented group, a driven group, like I said, and um, a lot of them have played up to their potential. Not every single one, but that's that's always going to be the case. And really liked our strength in numbers this year. Okay, if you were to look at the stories, what is the biggest surprise then? Is it Travis Darno, who you really didn't know anything about when you got him in May? Yeah, that's that's certainly up there. I, I think if uh, we 
we saw coming, what Travis has been able to provide for us, we would have never let him go to L.A. first. So <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll own that one. We're, we're really fortunate to have Travis here. He's, he's done a heck of a job. But uh, certainly, uh, I think in full uh, candor, it, yeah, that was, that was something we weren't expected, but uh, couldn't be more appreciative of the contributions he's made. What else would stand out as a surprise? Because he said most of it is not. Yeah, I, it's, a, it's a good question. Um, you know, I, I don't know necessarily if there's surprises, but, you know, Glass now, the breakthrough he made early. Uh, yeah, Charlie Morton, we had high expectations for Charlie, but for him to carry the workload and to carry the club when we needed him most, uh, there's there's a pleasant surprise within that. Not, you know, we, uh, we were aggressive in our pursuit of him. Obviously, it was a big investment for us, but what exactly we've gotten out of him... Um, you know, he's, he's never reached that type of workload before, so uh, it would have been unreasonable for us to have expected that going in. So uh, no, not, not too many that are shocks, but I think a lot of pleasant surprises, a lot of guys stepping up and, and really doing their part. Does the bullpen kind of begin that thought process? Because Emilio Pagan didn't begin the year with the team. Oliver Drake didn't begin the year with the team. Nick Anderson didn't begin the year with the team. Yet, along with Diego Castillo, they're probably pitching in the highest and probably the highest leverage moments. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Oliver, you know, the, the experience he had last year and the number of teams that he played for and really never having settled in at one home, uh, we were able to provide that, you know, first in Durham and then once he came up and uh, he, he, he's done a remarkable job, you know, of settling in and, and, um, and, and giving us exactly what, what we've needed in the middle to, to deeper innings. And certainly Emilio, uh, we acquired him and usually the players we acquire we think highly of and want to get him in our mix but as you said you know he didn't he didn't break camp with our our team you know as uh, out of the gates and um, uh, some other considerations in play with that I would say but uh, for him to come up to have a little more power on his fastball and what he's done uh, within the band of expectations but on the good side of uh, what we'd expect. You have now mentioned Austin Meadows and I know you guys thought highly of him when you got him from Pittsburgh and we touched on Charlie Morton but Austin's your co-MVP. Has he come on a little sooner than you would have thought? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna modify my <laughs> my previous statement that uh, uh, there weren't too many surprises. I, surprises, it's a stronger word, you know. I, I think surprise in terms of like that you you don't see it coming. You don't think it's much of a possibility. Uh, in, in that sense, and I guess by that definition, I don't think we had too many surprises. But we had a lot of players that kind of hit the upper end of you know I, I think the types of outcomes we could reasonably expect for them Austin certainly being one of them did we expect him to be a 30 plus homer guy his first full major league season I wouldn't expect anyone to to come in and and do that so um uh, you know to, to have him hit the ground running and be an impact part of our lineup that quickly uh, uh not a surprise but we're gonna have to come up with another word for it uh, okay. so then if you're looking for a word to describe Willie Adamas what word is that because his growth, especially defensively, has put him in the upper echelon of shortstops in the second half. I, I think that's um, an example, a very visible example of uh, talent uh, that is a bit crude uh, and, and, and what happens uh, with the benefit of experience, um, with exceptional work ethic and desire to, to get better. Willie wants to be great, and he backs that up in the way that he attempts to improve himself. And uh, when you have talent, um, and with a young player, any young player is inconsistent, but when you have that type of desire uh, to get better that he does, you put yourself in a position to have the kind of ascension through the course of a season that he's had. 
in a long season, you can easily look at flashpoints, moments. Sometimes it's easy to get caught up in them. To you, are there any moments or games that stand out as to why maybe this team started to take further steps forward after the 14-4 and four start, and then the injuries kind of allowed things to level off a little bit? Yeah, um, there's been a lot of those games recently that have really solidified this group's position in the standings and kind of on the competitive hierarchy, so to speak. But uh, I think one of the notable uh, games or sequence of games was back up here in July. Um, in the back-to-back games where we blew the, the huge lead uh, and then came back this, you know, the following day and uh, appeared flat early, nothing was going our way and got down big uh, to come back and to rally and to ultimately win that game and especially kind of getting into the trade deadline and as we're trying to assess our team that that really sent a message about the you know this group and and the resiliency of them and and something that I think from that point forward they really they really carried that on and gave us the confidence to go out and uh, make some moves to try to help them further and certainly the moves have helped a great deal um, is there any move if you had one to do it over you'd want back or you or you wish you had back? And if so, what would that be? Or are you pretty happy with the way things have gone for you from your end? Yeah, some of those aren't public, and <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep them that way for, for now. But, um, yeah, look, uh, when, when you're putting a team together, uh, very rarely does a player perform and contribute exactly as you expect. Very often it's, it's better than expected or it's worse than expected. And uh, we're never going to be perfect. Um, we'll have some misfires uh, along the way. But I think all in all, we're really pleased with the guys we were able to bring in and, and the way they fit into our group. And more than the talent and the on-field contribution, uh, a really special culture has been developed here. And um, we, we've brought in guys that uh, that have been additive to that. And you never, you never quite know what you're getting from a makeup standpoint when someone walks in and couldn't be more pleased with... You know, the work Kevin Ibach, our pro staff, have done to get to know the guys that are coming in, and uh, they've, they fit incredibly well for us. But the coaching staff obviously has to make allow that, too, and we haven't even touched on Kevin and his staff. What have they meant, and why have – I mean, how strongly should he be considered for manager of the year? We, we, we could do another uh, set here and <laughs> just just focus on the on, on those guys, and Kevin in particular, uh, as, as the leader of them. But uh, really, truly uh, – just an unbelievable job, and it goes back to last year, you know, with with the way he helped navigate and uh, lead, lead our team through last year and the growth that they demonstrated through the year really set the tone uh, for what we saw this year. And, and I think collectively uh, a couple of the faces have changed with this group, the way that they've picked up on the momentum that was built last year and continue to ride it and continue to strengthen it. Uh, just an absolutely wonderful job and no staff we'd rather have than the one we have. Congratulations on a wonderful year. Here's for the ride going a whole lot further into October. Let's uh, let's let's hope that happens here. But uh, it's been a blast so far, and uh, we we got some work ahead of us still to go here. But thank you. And that's Eric Neander, Ray Senior VP and GM. Before we continue, let's pause for station identification on the Rays Baseball Network. WTAE St. Petersburg, WBTP HD3 Clearwater, W224BE Brandon, and W237CW Pinellas Park. Eric Neander mentioned several good stories. Kevin Kiermeyer certainly won, named the Roberto Clemente Award winner for the Rays for his community involvement and the Paul C. Smith Champion Award, too. Anytime your name is um, considered or, you know, what you do on and off the field, whether whose name it's tied to, and this is the 
Paul C. Smith Award, so it's one of those things where I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the Roberto Clemente Award. Anytime you get recognition for what you do off the field is always a great moment, as is you know what it is on the field as well. But uh, you know, anytime you said your name is in the same sentence as others, you know, being affiliated with an award like this, it's it's um, it's a great honor. It really is, and I appreciate those who voted for me and recognized me with this award and, and like I said you know we have our what we need to do there on the field but you know it's uh, kind of each individual's pr- preference what they want to do off the field and you know I love engaging any way I can and to be recognized for it is uh, a tremendous honor and like I said I hope my name is uh, considered for years to come because it's something I plan on doing with the community for um, years to come as well. Hey, does it have a little more meaning, too, in the fact that you've done a whole lot more with the Children's Stream Fund this year and you've made a concerted effort to kind of expand that? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, as as your experience and stuff goes uh, goes along, you know, with the more amount of years you play and whatnot, you know, more money you make out there, you're able to do more. And, you know, with my contract and everything, I, you know, a little bit more uh, flexible with what I wanted to do and, this is why, uh, you know, I did the Kiermaier's Kids program this year, um, you know, a couple other things here and there where, um, like I said, it's just you get in this opportunity and you say, you know, for me, dating back years ago, I said, I hope I have that opportunity to give back to the community anyway with, um, you know, whether it's money or making dreams happen or, you know, charitable donations, anything. Uh, it's, you know, a dream come true being able to do these type of things, so... Yeah, definitely. Being older and, like I said, having a little bit more financial flexibility to do things has allowed me to branch out a little bit, and it's just another opportunity that, like I said, I'm grateful for. Hopefully can keep doing you know little things here and there throughout the years and make as many people's day or months or year as possible. Is there a greater appreciation as you continue to play and be part of this organization to win a community award, and if so, why? Yes, uh, that's a, actually one of the better questions I've heard in a while. I tell people this all the time, the Rays, it's all I know. They drafted me back in 2010. You know, you don't do a whole lot uh, in the minor leagues. You know, you, you kind of branch out when you get to the big leagues. And, you know, when I got here, I realized uh, the impact you can have on certain people of, of all ages. And that's something that I never really thought would be a reality until I got a taste of it back in 2014 for the first time being an everyday major league baseball player and uh it was a dream come true and but to have an impact on so many different people it's uh something that you can't really describe you know I'm, I'm somewhat used to it now but at the same time the the feeling of satisfaction and you know making a little kid's day or even a, a senior citizen who just wants to look in your eyes like Zimmer did to me today it was it was awesome so little things like that being a part of community that has gave me the world I mean it's just uh it's incredible it really is and you know I always say you know I'm a kid from a small town in Indiana and I, I moved down here in my first off season after 2014 and I'll never go anywhere anywhere else uh this will be my home forever regardless what happens with me and the rest of my career this is a place where I want to be you know, the Rays will always have a special place in my heart, and it's just one of those things right now where I would do anything for this community, this team, this organization, and uh, giving back 
after all they've done for me is is the least I can do, you know, for off the field. So it's it's such an honor. It really is. Like I said, I the Rays have gave me everything I could only dream of my whole life, and now it's a reality for me. So, like I said, it's my duty to do my part to um, give back and you know represent myself and, and the Rays on behalf of the whole community. So. You know, the more I sit here and talk about it and think about it, it's just sometimes I have to pinch myself because I'm in the best position I could ever ask for. And like I said, making other people's day through a charitable donation or whatever it may be is um, one of the cooler things that I've ever experienced throughout my whole life. And I plan on doing it for years to come. So we'll see. But it, it's such an honor. And um, I love being affiliated with certain things like this. And that's Kevin Kiermeyer coming up on this week in Rays Baseball, the Rays Minor League Award winners. You're listening to the Rays Baseball Network. Welcome back to this week in Rays Baseball. I'm Neil Solons. You know, it's no surprise Wander Franco was named the organization's Minor League Player of the Year. How could he not after what he accomplished at just 18 years of age? With George Pappas translating, I asked Wander what the latest honor meant to him. Eh, primeramente, thank, eh, gracias y primeramente, gracias a Dios. Significa muchas cosas para mí que en realidad nos motivan a uno a lograr nuestro sueño. Yeah, you know, definitely, you know, first and foremost, thank you and, and, and thank God for this wonderful opportunity to, to be named player of the year. I mean, it's something that really does motivate me quite a bit to, to get to the big leagues and, and to keep working hard. What did your family say about the award? ¿Qué dijo tu familia sobre el premio? No, ellos se sienten muy contentos y me agradecía de lo que Dios ha regalado y ellas sabían que por ahí viene esto y ahora que faltan muchas cosas más. Yeah, they're they're really happy. Obviously, they're very happy about this. It's a wonderful opportunity for me. It's a nice opportunity for them too. And so, um, yeah, we're we're very grateful. How did you improve this year? ¿Cómo mejoró este año? Hoy, oh, igual que el año pasado, trabajando fuerte y y teniendo disciplina en el plato. You know, like always, um, working very hard and, and just continue to improve the plate discipline. Uh, defense, corre los pases. Estábamos trabajando defensa, pero ya todo está bien. Yeah, obviously still working on defense, and, and things are getting better there too. What did you learn about yourself this year? ¿Qué aprendiste de ti mismo este año? Aprendí muchas cosas. Aprendí que nunca uno debe de bajar la cabeza ni rendirse. The big thing that I learned this year, uh, you know, is that you, you can't have your head down when, when you're not performing. And what was the hardest part about this year? Uh, ¿Cuál fue la parte más difícil este año? Bueno, cuando llegué a Stone Crack, no me, no me hubiese, como le digo, como acostumbrado rápido. Pues sabes que unos piches que son mejores que Bowling Green, pero... Eso fue al principio, sí, era un poco difícil, pero después yo lo cogí. You know, one thing that's obviously difficult is just adjusting to pitching. And going from Bowling Green to Charlotte, there's a difference in the pitching. Obviously, a little bit more difficult in Charlotte than in Bowling Green. And, and there are moments where that's difficult, but well, that's baseball, and just got to adjust. How about more games, uh, más uh, juegos? Sí, eso es, eso, eso es bien, porque uno va, cada día va aprendiendo. Yeah, that was, that was good. I mean, you, you, you want to be playing more games. 
Congrats. You were the first pick of the for Winter Ball in the Dominican Republic. What did that mean to you? Felicidades por la fueras la primera elección para el béisbol de invierno en la República Dominicana. ¿Qué significó eso para ti? Eso significa una, una grande cosa y es uno de mis sueños, que quiero jugar ahí también. Y que, que no se preocupen que este año si me da, si Tampa Bay Race me da la oportunidad, yo jugaré para allá. Yeah, that's all, that's that's been a big deal for me. That's been all, that's been one of my dreams growing up playing winter ball, and uh, I, you know I look forward to to playing uh, for Los Gigantes if the Rays give me the opportunity to, to play in the in the winter ball. Who's on that team? ¿Quiénes están en ese juego? ¿Cuáles son los jugadores allá? Hay mucho como Keitel Marte, Nelson Cruz, Mike Franco, Seulo Matías, de Kansas, mucho 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 estrella. Good stuff. What is your goal next year, and, and how do you want to improve? ¿Cómo quieres mejorar el próximo año y cuál es tu objetivo el próximo año? Oh, yo, yo quiero trabajar, seguir, no, no cambiar mi rutina, seguir mi rutina siempre y si Dios me lo permite, quiero jugar a la Grande Liga el año que viene. My goal is I, I want to keep my routine the same and if God allows it, to play in the big leagues next year. Good luck. Congrats to you and your family. Buena suerte y felicidades a ti y a tu familia. Gracias. And that is Wander Franco, the Rays minor league player of the year and also the game's top prospect. Now, the pitcher of the year in the Rays organization was also second in all of minor league baseball in strikeouts. For Joe Ryan, winning the award meant a great deal, especially in such a pitching-rich organization. Looking at all the other pitchers in the organization this year, uh, that staff in Port Charlotte was pretty special to be a part of. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great guys and a lot of pitchers that they've developed over the years, so it's um, pretty sweet to get this award. And there were probably several of them that you played with this year uh, that were quite deserving. So what do you think made for a year as special as it was for you? I think looking back, going into this year, actually, I figured out some things at the end of last season in Hudson Valley, more the mental side of just preparing and finding uh, one goal is what I took away from each day. So finding the simplest things, whether it was working on a cutter grip or it could have been like, hey, I want to go, whatever, put my shorts on and roll them differently that day. Whatever it is, like figuring out something to uh, move forward with. Coming to the field each day with that goal was really kept me steady throughout the year and just kept things consistent. Never really got complacent at all, and but still was like humble and uh, kept my mind clear so I think that tool bringing that into the season was my goal and I executed that so I was happy with that. Is that what you're proudest of regarding the overall year and if not what are you most proud of for this year? I think I am because I I don't look at my stats and I try to stay focused with that so I don't ever look at my stats I never look at what's going on with the big league team other minor league teams whatever it is like I just try to focus on each day and kind of learn from that learn from whatever's going on and then yeah I mean I think just learning and developing myself and pushing forward to be ready to be in the big leagues here next year. Physically, how did you feel by the end of the year? Because this was your first full season of pro ball. Yeah, I was feeling sharper, actually. I felt like I was getting stronger. I think the velo ticked up a little bit there at the end, too. So just kind of figuring out, like, my routines and um, getting in the weight room a little bit more, I mean, at the end of the season, I think, would help me. But, um, no, I felt good. I mean, stuff was there and stuff was getting better as the season ended. So, I mean, coming up here would have been kind of fun. But, yeah. (laughs) You ended up, I know you don't look at stats, you said, but you ended up with, what, in the 120s and or thereabouts in terms of innings? Is the goal next 140, yeah. 150 for next year? Or? Yeah, I mean, as long as I can uh, as long as long I can go, honestly, for me. So hopefully it's closer to 200 if they'll let me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the innings limits early in the year. I think maybe the cold weather up in uh, 
Bowling Green area was uh, had to shorten the innings and also just being early. And I appreciate like the the development that they let, let me have with that. Yeah, I mean, I think going a little deeper into games more consistently and racking up some more innings is definitely the goal. Being pitcher of the year, being at Tropicana Field for the award ceremony, is it motivating? And if so, how? I wouldn't say it's, I mean, sure, it's it's great to win the award. I wouldn't say it's motivating for me, though. I think just for me, it's I, I want to get better each day regardless if I win an award or if I don't or where I'm at. So, no, I wouldn't say it's too motivating that. It's definitely an honor. I'm definitely appreciative of that. Um, obviously, there's a, a ton of great pitchers in the organization, but no, it doesn't doesn't change too much as far as the uh, overall plan. You come on a night, though, where Blake Snell is pitching, is, yeah. is and how much you say you don't focus that much, but how nice will it be to watch and see that in person? Oh, definitely. Um, it'll be great. I got to see him a little bit in spring training, which was exciting. Obviously, winning the Cy Young and seeing him there, obviously a great pitcher, so yeah, it'll be fun to see it. If you have a couple points where you say, hey, here's where I want to improve in 2020, where would those be physically, mentally, and in terms of your stuff? I think just getting the body stronger and working on some things that I've been working on for the last year. But um, now that it's the offseason, I get to focus on those a little bit more. Getting the lower half going a little more into the hips. And then, um, yeah, just overall strengthening and just getting ready for the season for next year and I think mentally just keeping the same approach keeping it calm and uh get in the water surf a little bit and yeah any water polo in the works I'll probably go back for an alumni game or two uh get in the water and uh yeah that'll be fun I mean probably not too much but yeah definitely a game or two and that's Joe Ryan, who averaged more than 13 Ks per nine innings, appeared at three different levels, finishing in Montgomery. Now, Joe was a teammate of Taylor Walls, who for the second straight season was Tampa Bay's defensive player of the year in the minors, and Walls says he knows how special that honor is. It means even more. It means all the hard work in the off season, and, you know, all the preparation is not going unnoticed. So, I mean, just to be able to, like you said, win it once and then win it twice is a huge accomplishment for me and something that I don't take lightly. And you did it while learning additional positions too yes right yeah kind of got my feet wet with third I played a little second before but not really that much but just being able to hop in some games this year and you know play short third second it was I guess something that I needed and that I wanted to do because I mean you know you never know when it's your time to get called up and you never know when what position they're going to put you at so just being able to kind of get comfortable in those positions that I haven't played before was really nice to do and to win the award twice in this particular organization where they value defense so much, what does that mean? Oh, it means a lot. We talk about it spring training. You know, every every event, camp, or anything that I've ever been to with the Rays, defense is always preached. So uh, it's something that before I got into this organization, I never took lightly. And it's something that since I've been here has been, you know, something that's been preached to me. So just to know that it's viewed very highly here and that I've been nominated for this award two years in a row is something very special to me to you what makes a good defender and what makes you a good defender uh just knowing where the ball is and always anticipating you know the the next step so if you're on defense not waiting to see where the ball is at to know where it's going so i mean that's something that i kind of grew and learned in college is to kind of learn how to anticipate where the ball is going to be whether it's by like you know a, a hitter's strengths and tendencies or you know how a pitcher pitches them or you know the shift that i'm in and you know, how much room to my left or right I have to go before, you know, the third baseman or second baseman is there. Just uh, just, just knowing my boundaries and kind of like, you know, where I'm at on the field and always keeping my eye on the ball, just I feel like it's the most important thing to making a good defender. You got all the way to double A this year. How do you want to grow next year? 
be more consistent in my approach. I felt like I kind of strayed away a little bit at the plate when I was in Port Charlotte and even the first week or so while I was in Montgomery. Um, I felt like my last, you know, two-thirds of the season there in Montgomery, I did a lot better with understanding what I was trying to do at the plate and getting the pitch that I wanted to get when I was there. So uh, just better pitch selection, having an idea of what I want, I'm wanting to do, you know, letting the situation dictate my plan at the plate, and most importantly, getting the pitch and staying true to that plan throughout the whole at-bat. You've got a busy offseason upcoming, too. Congratulations. I know you're going to get married. Thank you. Yeah, uh, January 3rd is the date. You know, I get married to my fiance Hallie. We're going down to Cancun to get, get married, so that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it, and, yeah, some big things to come. And that's Taylor Walls, the Defensive Player of the Year in the Rays system. He was a teammate for much of the season of Tyler Zombro, the organization's reliever of the year. Now, Mike Brasso was a great story to get to the big leagues as an undrafted free agent this season. Well, Zombro is in the same boat, and this year made it to AAA just over two years after he signed with Tampa Bay. Coming into this organization in 17 as a free agent um, and kind of climbing the ranks and, and how well I've been treated here, um, you know, it means a lot to win this award. What made for a successful year for you? Um, really, it's just a, a blending of all of our player development aspects, analytics, uh, coaching staff, and, and really just good situations to come into and pitch. Can you put into context being an undrafted free agent? Mike Brasso got to the big leagues this year. I don't know how well you knew him, but how motivating is what he accomplished, and how much does it kind of what you've done open some eyes too? Yeah, it, it means a lot, you know. And in, in certain organizations, you know, money might play a factor and whatnot. And you know, since I've been in the system since seventeen, I've been treated great. And obviously, you see with Mike the success he's had, and it just shows you you go out there and you you do your thing and perform that you you're going to be rewarded. Is that motivating to you, the fact that you weren't drafted, to show the other 29 clubs that you had your chance? It, it is. Um, I think that kind of went away after year two, you know, and now now it's just focusing on my career and how to get better every day, but it certainly is a little bit of motivation in the back of my mind. I look at your numbers, and it's eye-popping how few walks you allow. Have you always been that way? Yeah, I've tried to be. Um, it's been ingrained in me since a young age to throw the ball over the plate and let your defense work, and you know, ultimately a good hitter hits 300, so they put the ball in play. You just play the odds. Were you always a pitcher and always a reliever? No, I was a starter throughout college. Um, I threw over 300 innings at George Mason. Um, so heavy sinker baller, ate a lot of innings, and, and that's where strike throwing really came in big. So how has your stuff evolved? Uh, overall, it's gotten a lot better, especially with secondary stuff. Um, in order to get swings and misses, and our, our player development analytics team does a good job of relaying that information to us, and that's obviously helped me succeed more as a reliever. So how has your stuff changed, and have you been a weighted ball guy? Have you Has, has your velocity ticked up? What types of things are you doing? Because your numbers this year were your best. I do do weighted ball stuff. Obviously, we're good with that as well. Um, velocity has played up in my slider. Uh, I've added a lot of horizontal break to it, which has led to more swings swings and misses, um, and I credit our analytics team for helping me with that. Obviously, you've put in some work, though. How's your body changed since you came into the race system two years ago? Obviously getting stronger, trying to make sure durability is a strong suit, um, and, of course, you know our athletic training staff, strength and conditioning, always there to work with us, and it's been good. I know RC had a, has a really good reputation. What did he mean to you this year in AA? 
Uh, he meant a lot with his consistency. You know, he's a guy who day in and day out, whether you're doing really, really well or bad at times, uh, you know, he's always there to talk, always keeps a level head, and, and that means a lot through 140 games. And you got a taste of AAA this year. How much does that help, and how much does that help you start preparing for next year? It helps a lot, especially adapting to the balls at the AAA level. Um, obviously, your stuff changes a little bit with those. Um, but obviously, it gives me you know good sight line for next year, what I need to work on, how to get better, and and gives me a good plan going forward this offseason. And what is that? What are the things that you, obviously you mentioned your velocity is ticked up, your slider's improved. What's the next step? Certainly to keep building on those things because obviously the higher you go up, the better the hitters are, and they adapt to those things as well. So we can always keep getting better at those things. And then it's just the durability aspect to be able to go out there every day and compete. And the award you won, Reliever of the Year, you've obviously seen, seen some other guys. Who's helped you and among the other relievers in helping you grow? I've been with Phoenix Sanders for the last three years. And, you know, we're, we're catch partners every day, and, and we learn a lot from each other. You know, he has a really good curveball. For me, it's a slider, and we know when each other's clicking and when we're not, and we're always there to help each other out making adjustments. Um, so I would definitely say him. And then we just have so many other relievers with such big stuff, you know. And you just learn little things from those guys about putting away hitters and whatnot. And that is Tyler Zombro, the Rays reliever of the year. Vidal Brujan, now playing in the Arizona Fall League, was base runner of the year for his second straight season with 48 steals. Now, Brujan was unable to get back for the award ceremony, but reliever Simon Rosenblum-Larsen was able to return. Rosenblum-Larsen played this year in Port Charlotte and was named the Eric Walker Community Champion Award for his community involvement. The Harvard grad, who just finished his first pro season, said it meant a lot to win this award. Being recognized for community service is something that I take really seriously. I, I take really seriously, you know, the chance to give back and the idea of being a role model is something that really appeals to me. And uh, getting a chance to go into the community and give back a little bit as a ball player is, is something that's an honor for me, and I'm, I'm happy to get recognized for it, for sure. Where did that start, that interest in helping others? That's for my family. I mean, both my parents, my dad did some work in labor law. My mom did some work in, in law at times. And both of them went into it trying to give back. My parents definitely instilled in me kind of the nature to give back. And all credit to them for that, for sure. You are working to help minor league players as part of this. How did that start and what is your goal? So it started, I got connected with a couple of guys, former players, who started an organization called More Than Baseball. And the organization basically exists to help break down any barriers that players might face in terms of whether it's financial or something like that into playing minor league baseball. So we look to provide things like job coaching, things like financial services. We try to, if we can, help with housing, help with equipment and make sure players have everything they need. And so there's no barriers for anybody who wants to continue playing baseball and continue chasing their dreams. The organization basically, uh, it revolves around the idea that everybody should be able to play baseball no matter their background, no matter where they're from. And um, it's something that I'm really proud to be a part of and something that I think, you know, hopefully is going to help a lot of players. And winning the Eric Walker Community Champion Award, there's a donation made on your behalf. Give us an idea as to who it's helping. So the donation is actually going to Shore Community Services uh, in Evanston, Illinois. My uncle Joshua, he has Down syndrome, and he's lived in their homes for, I mean, he's just turned 50. So he's lived in their homes for, you know, 35, 40 years and, well, not 35, 40, but 30 years at least. And so I decided to give it back to that community and, and to help him and the things that they've given to him. And I was just really happy to be able to give that back to them. That's incredible. And beyond that, you're having success as a player. Your first full year in the system, you're in Port Charlotte, and now you're in the Fall League. What have you learned this year? 
It was definitely a year of uh, ups and downs. So in Charlotte, I had some, you know, had some really good moments. Uh, I had some kind of rough outings and rough stretches. And it was really a year for me of developing and finding consistency. And getting out to go to the Fall League is a huge honor. It's been a lot of fun playing out there with those guys. And, you know, it's it's your first short season. You're kind of carrying things over from college. This year, I felt like it was my first full year as a professional. I really, you know, devoted 100% of my time to baseball. And it was, you know, a huge honor to be able to play in Port Charlotte and to, to get to the Fall League. And, it's been a really fun year. I haven't seen you pitch, but from what I understand, you're kind of a, a different delivery. Describe that and how you want to improve this offseason. Uh, yeah, my delivery is a little funky. It's kind of a low three-quarter, close to sidearm slot. Something that kind of came through time. I talked with our radio guy and John Vitas about my delivery and how it developed. But it was something that kind of came through college and... My biggest thing is consistency with the delivery. It's balanced through delivery. It's you know making sure I can throw pitches to different spots in the zone and uh, kind of keeping my command throughout the season, which is something I struggled a little bit with this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to the fall league trying to kind of work on finding spots in the zone and seeing how my stuff plays against really good hitting. And then in the offseason, it'll be you know a lot of command work, a lot of spot work, and a lot of kind of making sure I can sustain performance throughout the course of a long season. That's Simon Rosenblum-Larsen, and special thanks to him and all the guests on the program today, including Austin Meadows, Charlie Morton, Brandon Lau, and Kevin Kiermeyer on the Major League side. From the players' standpoint, Senior VP and GM Eric Neander and the Minor League Award winners, in addition to Rosenblum-Larsen, Wander Franco, Joe Ryan, Taylor Walls, and Tyler Zombro. If you ever have something you want to hear on the program, all you have to do is tweet me. You can do so at Neil Solons. That is our final show of the regular season. Of course, we're going to have off-season podcasts and maybe even some in the postseason. How does that sound? Special thanks to my producer back in our studios, Tom Ponzo. Neil Solon saying stay tuned. It's the Rays and the Jays. Tampa Bay looking for win number 97. You're listening to the Rays Baseball Network.